morning, listeners. This is Dr. Taylor Hartman with Very Best of Living. I'm with my colleague, Kat Larson. Hi, Kat. Morning, Taylor. How have you been? I've been wonderful. Life's been very good. I'm feeling more and more myself all the time, which is really a good feeling. Um, good. Yeah, life, good. life is very rewarding. And I'm getting more and more excited about our adventure we're going to be taking to go to see Andrew Bocelli in concert in <gasps> Inverness, uh, Scotland. And uh, then we're going to go to Wimbledon. So I'm, I'm very excited in my life. So, Oh, my gosh. Won't those be fun? That's my, yes, that's my favorite. Like, you know, he does, Andrew Bocelli does the, the Christmas Eve. Yes. Um, yes. Oh, my gosh. It's just like, I don't know what's become. I think he's done it a couple of years now. It's so, he's, um, he's such a genuine, like, person. Oh. Yeah, and his voice is beyond. So, yeah, we were, so my wife. you're a fan? Right, was I that, am a is fan. That, is, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. I didn't know if it was you or Jean or both of you. Well, it's it's my birthday and Jean did it for, she loves him too, but she did it because she knows I love, I want nothing more than trips for anything ever again. I don't need clothes. I don't need anything else. I just want trips. I'm going to go places. So no more, no more ties or socks. Come on. <laughs> no more socks and no more ties. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So today I want to talk. It's very interesting. I got a present from a client who's I've finished therapy and she's done so well. And her problem has been that she's living in her parents' home and taking care of them. And one has dementia Mm. and one has just orneriness. And so, (laughs) (laughs) which is, it is far worse. She prefers the one with dementia. But no matter what she does, it's never good enough. And it's been very, very painful for her to deal with this. And her husband is he's supportive, but he's white. And so she really kind of carries the brunt of what has to be done. And so when she brought me a present, and the present was an, an air plant. And it's just a little plant that sits in a rock. And the reason she gave it to me was she said, I have learned in our work together Sometimes in life, our journeys take us to a place where we have to be alone. And through the process, we realize that with the mercy and love of the Savior, we are capable of much more than we imagine. And she said to me, I have felt so alone in so many ways, and air plants do need water. So for her, her rock was like Jesus Christ, and that was her comfort zone of knowing it was solid. But I was the water. She said it, it meant so much to have somebody else be able to give me faith in myself and belief that I can actually achieve this difficult task that I've been burdened with. And so it was just a beautiful reminder of our relationship and what she had become and how she was able to stay in lonely, hard places alone instead of feeling overwhelmed by it or angered by it and bitter about it. And so it sits there on my desk as a reminder of that's part of the goal that I have is helping people become freestanding. Like they don't have to necessarily have support from everyone in the world that they would like to have it from and don't always have it anyway. Like the reality is many people are alone at times in their life, whether they're married, have children, anything. They can feel that loneliness, right? But to know that you can be healthy in that place. That's just, that's a lot. That is, (laughs) that is amazing. I mean, Think about that when somebody is like, I mean, what a beautiful, beautiful analogy if you're ever struggling to go, you know, God's the rock and I'm hanging here, but I do need water. And and what is that water? 
Yeah, and who's watering I me? I mean, like wow. I, you know, it's so it was so yes. sweet for her to put that perspective there. And um and and honestly, when we would talk, I would say to myself, I would not want to be in her situation. That would be a hard one. It's not something that you would seek for sure. Um, when you're trying to help somebody and all you're doing is getting beat up for it. And I do admire, especially as a blue, because blues are so hard on themselves. They want to do everything mm-hmm. right. And there are people like her mom who make it impossible to be right. Like you're never right. I'm right. You're wrong. And uh, yet she's come to a place where she realized, no, I am right. And I am good. And I am solid. And I'm okay. I don't need that validation outside of myself. Isn't that cool? I like that. Yeah, because it's like the place that mm-hmm, I'm attaching my experience because we took care of uh, Paco's mom when she had Alzheimer's. Um, oh. And you know what I found myself fighting a lot, which makes you feel like such a terrible person is resentment. Yeah, right. And it's so common. And, and yeah, and you just feel you have, you know, and, and you really have to fight it every day and it can be exhausting. You have no options, really, because you are who you are. So you're not going to not take care of her. But exactly. on the other hand, it is horribly hard. And I like what you said. It comes every day. And so every yep. day, like we talked about in one podcast, you have to choose to love. You have to choose to love yes. to make it work instead of being stuck in anger or bitterness or resentment. Right. And I yes. see, I think a lot of that cat, I look at life, I really have this firm belief that in life we get slapped. Like it happens. I realize some get slapped harder than others. I realize some get slapped more often than others. I realize some people deserve to be slapped more often than others. I mean, there's lots of ways of looking this dynamic. Say, right? to me and I ought to be slapped daily. Actually, let's put a schedule to it. Just to remind you how messed up you are. No, no, but you know what? I, and I've always said this. I've always said there's no question in my mind that some things we bring on ourselves. Like I just know cantankerous people that they create conflict. They do. I mean, that's what they're about and what they do. And they may not see it. Doesn't mean it's not happening, though. And so that's that's also true. And there are people, for example, that are very selfish and they create destruction in relationships that they have to kind of mend and whatever. I accept that. But because we are here in life and vulnerable to lots of possibilities that are negative, like people get hurt, people get they get killed, people get damaged emotionally, people get abused sexually. I mean, there's lots of horrific things that happen in life that you are not responsible for. You did not create this. It happened. Mm -hmm. I see people, for example, in like tornadoes or hurricanes and destroy lives. And I mean, they didn't do anything that deserved what happened. And in those moments, I mean, the thought about despair or anger, I think a a man that I work with whose father was killed um, in a car accident when he was 17, and boy, I don't think he ever recovered. He's, I don't think so, even to this point in his life. He's never mm. been able. And it did color his life. Like he became, as the oldest son, responsible for the family, didn't take the football scholarship he could have had to go to college. I mean, so many options he gave up because this happened, right? Now, there's no way he deserved that. No. But on the other hand, Because of my belief and my faith in a God who is a father, 
And I'm a father myself, so I can't even imagine not wanting to benefit a child of mine who I saw taken advantage of, who I saw suffer uh, needlessly. It wasn't like they asked for it, deserved it. It came their way, like they lose mm-hmm. a child or, you know, they, they struggle in life in a certain way that was undeserved. I want to give them something to compensate. I always want to do that. And I can't imagine a loving God would not find ways to somehow enhance you for what damage he has seen you experience. And I don't know that some people see it because they stay bitter or resentful, so they may have missed the good thing that comes or the opportunities. Mm -hmm. But I do want our listeners to know that I have a firm belief that if, in fact, you look for the positive out of the negative, especially the negative you never deserved, you are blown away and grateful for what has happened as a result of the negative thing you had to experience. But you got to find it. You got to get through the negative experience first, right? And then you got to look for, so where's the gift? Where's the positive in this, right? And I don't mean like being phony. I want you to genuinely look and see what have I gained or learned uh, as a result of this horrendous experience. You know, my sister and I, and I'll tell her that we talked about this because she's very blue. So my sister is, (laughs) my mom is living with my sister and we've had some of these conversations and, and really uh, going back to the, you know, the rock and the water is like, what was hitting me when you were talking is like, what she needs in me is this, is the ability mm. to go, you know, what is that positive thing in terms of water? Right. She and I talk a lot about right. it. Right. I'm not, I'm not there full time. I'm there, you know, I'm not right. there with them full time. I take care of different things, but she's taking the bulk of it, the brunt of it, you know, um, sure. and, and there's great in it. And I want to tell you, she got to that at the end, when you turn and you look and, and, you know, that person isn't there anymore. When my mother goes is that she had the last, you know, three or four years of her life just, uh, in her presence wow. and, and being able to, to be with her, yeah. you know, like yeah. taking care of right. her, right. You know, and, and that's not all great, but there's still like, I got to do that. She started saying, I got to do that instead of, so so I'm just making a point of what you're saying. It's so powerful. Well, I still think of this man that I grew up with. He was like, we were in our thirties or whatever. And his father, or I'm sorry, his father-in-law was dying and they, and they carried him up to his room every night and down in the morning, cared for him all day. And they said, what a privilege it was to have been close to him towards the end of his life, and cared for him. Now, I know, like with your sister and your mom, it's a burden. There's no question about that. But the fact that you you actually gain positive from it. Remember the Sad Who Sing story, uh, the the Buddhist monk, who's traveling with his friend from one monastery to another, and in their travels, it starts snowing, and it's getting colder, and they hear a man who's crying out for help. And so they go and see there's a man falling off on a ledge and he can't get back up because he broke his leg. So Sadhu Singh's friend says, that's God's way of saying, I need to get on with my life or I'll also be in trouble. And Sadhu Singh said, I think it's God's way of saying, do you take care of people in your life? So the one guy went on, the one monk, and Sadhu Singh lowered himself, got the guy, pulled him back up on the path and was carrying him on his back. And it's getting colder and colder, deeper and deeper snow. And they fall over the boulder in the road, like literally fall over on their crashing on the road. And they dust off the boulder and it's the monk that left. 
that said it was his way of knowing it was time to move on. And he had died frozen in the path. And then Sadhu Singh picked up this man he was carrying and got to the monastery and has been asked many times in his life, what is the greatest burden in life? And he said, the greatest burden in life is to have no burden. And I've never forgotten that. I mean, the reality is you sound like what you said about your sister taking care of, you know, your mom and you taking care of Paco's mom. There are burdens in our lives, right, that I think make us more and make life more meaningful. And those that don't have burdens, meaning they don't care enough to help somebody or be more for somebody else than themselves, they have the greatest burden in life. So it's a good way to kind of think about challenges that come into our lives, right? Appreciate them more for what they really can be. Well, especially when you're looking now, it's like it is so easy to, you know, what's going on in the world. I mean, you can actually pivot your whole life just thinking that way right now. Yeah, Because there's a lot of stuff out there. Yep. And you can get off track. Like you you really can miss the purpose of it all. I, I was thinking about the time that my wife and I were in Africa. So we're doing a good service, right? It's not, we're volunteers. We're there to help people. And I have this spider bite, this brown recluse spider bite I don't know about. And I'm told literally by this one individual, you've got to take this young boy home because he's tried to kill himself twice. And I don't want him here anymore. And I never did that. I always worked with them, kept them there. And that was fine. That was what my work was about. And I loved getting them committed to staying longer. And this Mm -hmm. uh, African uh, man, president, said, no, no, you don't have an option. I want you just to turn around in the car right now on the freeway, fly back to Johannesburg and meet this boy and then take him home to America. So I've never experienced that before in my entire life. Here's the story. I was moving with my wife two days out where I would be with no contact to anybody because of where we were traveling and they didn't have uh, cell service. Mm-hmm. Had I not turned around and gone back to Johannesburg and then gotten him on the plane going back to America, I would have died. And I had no clue that was happening. But the reality was the brown recluse had bitten and I was getting into septic already in my body. And when I flew home, I was such um, I was just so out of it. I couldn't even believe it. And I went to our place in Sundance. No one was there. And I passed out for 48 hours. And I won't go into details because I'm yellow. But I do have this strong belief that I was hit by something undeserved. I did not deserve it, but it's called life. It happens. And then I feel God trumped that. Like he went in and said, okay, all right, so here's my next, here's the card I'm going to play, like a chess game. He actually shifted the dynamic so that I could get home to America. And when I woke up, was woken up by my wife calling them. She was still in Africa. And my daughter came and got me and took me to the, the hospital he said, 24 more hours and you would be dead. You would never. Be <gasps> dead. Yeah. So it was oh very, my. very, just a kind of a cool reminder that God's in charge and things happen that are not fair and not right. But if you will allow him, right, to give you something positive as a result of the negative and see it for what it is, you can learn to actually be grateful for a very tough burden you're carrying in your life. So that's kind of a cool way to look at life, I think, right? Oh, it's well, and just like looking at things differently. How do I look at it differently than I am today? 100%. You know, and like you you said something interesting about like being positive because, you know, there's, you know, there's the other end of that spectrum where being positive and grateful can, you know, 
kind of disconnect you from reality, right? right. It's like, oh no, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. Right. You know, That's I mean, I, yeah. But, no, you're but right. I love what, yeah. I mean, but, but in that just every day saying what's in front of me and how do I look, I was doing a, I was working with a group yesterday and it was interesting because this guy said, you know, I turned off my, my TV because I get all of the news, which is, you know, pretty hard to hear these days, uh-huh. right? I mean, yep. it's the news yeah. Um, and whatever spin they're putting on the news about right. it and how, how it makes you feel out of control. Right. But he says, then you, you look at what's happening in these people, these, you know, like Gen Zers and Gen Xers and, and how bad they are. And he goes, I don't see that at all. He says, but if you look for it, sure, you can find it. Right. So, so there's just a great way to go. What am I looking for? What, and what am I feeding myself every day? What am I taking in every day? Am Which I means, taking in just, that's what you're valuing, yeah. right? I, I do. That's right. I do. I wish our listeners would think about what were the three greatest burdens in your life? Um, what were the three greatest things that you were challenged with? And what was the positive outcome? What was something you have learned or gained from that? And I'm talking serious. Like I've talked to, I'm, I mean, I'm talking about people who have lost a child, people who have been um, cheated on in a relationship. I, people that, I mean, there's so many different things. People have been fired from a job that they loved. I mean, whatever it might be, what was the burden being raised by a parent who's just, you know, narcissistic? I mean, whatever those might be, and I have been around this long enough to know that there have been there have been people with burdens that are beyond what I can imagine, and they've mm-hmm. they, and they yeah. are stellar. They grow, they evolve, and I've known those that didn't. They didn't see anything positive, and they're angry and bitter and resentful. So it's still a choice. I want our listeners to know you're still choosing whether you like it or not um, to make it a good or a bad thing the way life happens. All right, we're going to quit for today. It's been wonderful again. Always a pleasure. Um, Thanks, Kat, very much. And we'll see everybody. See you next week. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Hey, Color Code family. It's Kathy Larson. I want you to take down a number. I want you to put this in your contact list under the people code. The number is 385-526-2350. Again, 385-526-2350. Text the word VIP to that number and you'll get back from us a request for your name and your email. That way we'll be in touch with you on anything that's happening at the people code, any offerings, exciting things that are coming up. And you can let us know what your needs are by texting us at that number. Look forward to staying connected even more. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.